Hello and welcome. It's Kelly Jane McCann, professional organizer and clutter coach. And you are listening to Decluttered by Design, a podcast where I provide practical guidance to help you declutter your life with ease. So it's been many moons since I dropped an episode and I want to share the reason why. Because I think it's something we all suffer from, at least from time to time. I call it pussyfoot Itis. Now, it's not something your doctor diagnoses, but if they did, the symptoms would sound something like this. Constantly dips toe into the water, but never actually wades in. Makes a decision only to immediately second-guess self. Fixates on cons, even when pros are overwhelmingly positive. Worries excessively about rocking the boat. Any of that sound familiar? Well, that's pussyfootitis. It's the state of being overly cautious and overly concerned about risks, so much so that you find it nearly impossible to take decisive action, even when you really want to. It can swallow you whole, and I'm sure we've all seen people who shrink away from virtually everything in life, but for most of us, it's episodic in nature, manifesting itself in the areas of our lives where we lack confidence, typically when our ego is on the line. And I've got to confess, I have been suffering from it for a good long while in a critical area of my life, my public-facing one. I've been pussyfooting for as long as I can remember about really showing up and sharing my perspectives in public forums like this podcast or over on YouTube. I've been keeping things pretty vanilla, not sharing much of anything about my personal life, my history, my experiences, and how they inform my work. And you want to know what? There is a very deep connection. So if I'm going to have an impact, the kind of impact that I want to have, I've got to share about it. So why haven't I? Well, because like many people, I worry about how I'll be judged. Will I say something that offends someone? Will I bore them? Will they think I'm too big for my britches or too trite to matter? And that fear was stopping me from using my potential. Now, you'd think recognizing that would be enough for me to push past it. But that fear was also doing something else, something beneficial. It was protecting me, protecting me from all the things I worried about. As long as I maintained the status quo, kept filtering my thoughts and diluting my voice, I was safe. And safe is good, right? Well, if you're someone who is content to live with pussyfootitis, then sure. But if you actually want to move forward, no, definitely not good and actually destructive. So for me, staying safe would mean that I would never be living in alignment with my values. And I happen to value authenticity over safety, but I have been letting fear influence my actions. I've been overly cautious, avoiding any risks, especially if I thought it might alienate anyone. If my actions might alienate anyone, it was like full stop. So in doing so, I have become hostage to a weird kind of comfort. If I'm never vulnerable, I'll always be safe, right? My ego will remain intact. But, and this is a big but, that safety comes at a huge cost. I'm never going to be free to be me. 
right? And that is a sobering thought. So today is the day I set myself free. I'm declaring that right here, right now with you as my witness. As a matter of fact, I'm opening my virtual kimono for you. So if you are curious about my personal history and how it's informed my work, be sure to hit the link in the show notes and I will send you my list of the 10 things I've been too embarrassed to share publicly. If you're even a little bit nosy, you're definitely going to want to check it out because honestly, I was kind of a train wreck. Now, will this new freedom I've given myself manifest itself all at once? Will I suddenly be in full flight? Not afraid of saying something potentially divisive or having my expertise questioned? No, that's not the way change works. I'll have to work at it. I'll have to embrace the risk and continually remind myself that the reward will be worth the discomfort that comes with being vulnerable. Mostly, I'll have to be honest with myself and acknowledge that I'm engaging in self-sabotage when I choose the comfort of safety. When we choose safety over growth, make no mistake about it, we are actively self-sabotaging. Now, this kind of freedom that I want for myself is the same kind of freedom I want for you, which is why I'm going to ask you to look at your life with a really objective eye. Where are you pussyfooting around? Where do you feel the pull to do something, but keep tiptoeing around the edges, afraid to step into your full potential and take action? I know you've got something. We all do. And like I said earlier, it's probably a thing that would have a significant impact on your life. Maybe there's a new activity you want to try, but keep putting it off because you'd be a newbie and you might embarrass yourself. Perhaps you realize you need to set firmer boundaries in your life, but you're worried you'll come across as bitchy. Maybe you need to quit something like a committee or a book club, but you're concerned about disappointing or offending people. Or maybe there's a situation that comes up again and again where you always stifle yourself and don't speak your mind, kind of like I was doing, because people might think you're too full of yourself or too needy. Maybe it's something different, but I know that there is something. I know that there is at least one place that you are pussyfooting around. So let's get past that, shall we? I want to share with you a two-step process that will empower you and provide motivation so that you can take confident action. So, I want you to think of something that you are pussyfooting on, and I want you to plug that into the process and play along. So, take a second, think about that thing where you're dipping your toe in the water but not going fully in, and get clear on that. If you have to, pause and come back. So, once you've got that in your head, let's move into the process. And as we've already established, the reason that you aren't taking action on that thing is that you're afraid of the potential negative consequences. And you see the risk as being greater than the reward. So what we need to do is we need to interrupt that cycle by proving that the reward is greater than the risk and that it's totally worth it. And that that risk is something that you can handle, that you can definitely handle. So what we're going to do is we're going to start by mitigating the risk. And to do that, we're going to use a kind of inversion thinking. Instead of asking how can we prevent things from going sideways, we're going to go in the opposite direction and we're going to think of the worst case scenario, the very worst thing that could happen if we take action on that thing. And I don't want you just to think about it. I want you to actually articulate it, to give 
words to it. Enough words so that you could explain it to a stranger. You want to move beyond what you're feeling, which lives in your head, and move to what the actual situation will be like in the real world. Now, I'm going to take an educated guess that when you begin to contemplate the worst case scenario, it's going to seem like a really big deal. But as you actually begin to give words to it, to articulate it, it's going to seem like something less daunting. And that's because our untamed imaginations often lead us towards catastrophizing, where we make mountains out of molehills. We sort of feel that fear, we internalize it, and give it all the fuel it needs to grow bigger and bigger. We think the sky is falling when the reality is a few rain clouds are rolling in. Now, let's imagine that you're dealing with the situation you just articulated. The very worst thing that could happen has happened. How would you handle it? And you want to know what? I have no doubt you're going to be able to figure out what you do. If you don't believe me, well, you've already proven to me that you're creative, right? If you can come up with the worst case scenario, then you can use that same creativity to come up with solutions. So the idea here is to identify the worst thing that could happen, figure out how you deal with it. If you can deal with the worst thing, which is extremely unlikely to happen, right? Then you can deal with every other potential risk. And let's keep in mind, worst case scenarios, highly unusual, right? They rarely happen. And if it does, you got nothing to fret about it because you've already figured out how you're going to deal with it. So, now that you've tamed the risk, let's move on to the next question. What is the best thing that could happen if you took action? So this is step two in the process. Worst thing that could happen, step one, step two, think about the best thing that could happen if you took action. And now this question is powerful because it helps us see what we otherwise wouldn't, that there is reward in taking a risk. You might be thinking, duh, of course there's a reward. I wouldn't want to do it if there wasn't. But here's the thing. Human beings are naturally risk averse. So we tend to focus on doing what's safe. And in the process, we blind ourselves to the potential benefits. We'll go to great lengths to avoid bruised egos and all the dreaded regrets. And so we might logically know that there's a benefit. We aren't focusing on what that would mean for us, right? We're too focused on like all the bad stuff that would happen instead of all the good stuff. So the good stuff is there, but it's overshadowed by the risks. So overshadowed that it's really hard to see. That's why we need to remind ourselves of its existence. So go ahead, imagine the best thing that could happen if you took action on that thing. What would it feel like? I'm taking another educated guess here that you would feel freer and lighter. You would lose the associated stress of all that pussyfooting. And pussyfooting is stressful because it's a lot of work to be forever weighing pros and cons, continually going back and forth. Emotionally, it is draining. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret right now. I use this process all the time for lots of different things because it is powerful. Whenever I'm grappling with with something that has a risk and trying to remind myself of the reward, I come into this process and I use it. And do you want to know what my best thing always is? Like, what is the best thing that could happen? My best thing is always the same. The best outcome every time, no matter the issue I'm working through, it's always the same. And that is 
the best thing that could happen is that I build my confidence by taking action. And I choose that every time because it's such a huge payoff. And I get to enjoy that benefit immediately. As soon as I take action, I feel my confidence surge. I'm a badass doing the things I want to do, not a wallflower too afraid to take to the dance floor. So for me, it's a no-brainer choice. And I would encourage you to consider it as well because our level of confidence has an outsized influence on our success and satisfaction in life. I'm going to let you in on another little secret. Right now, I am feeling a surge of confidence because I am here sharing with you, letting you know that there was a thing in my life that I've been pussyfooting on and I've made a decision to change that, to take action on it. So this process, like this is literally the process I used to stop pussyfooting in that area of my life. And you can see I'm doing it right here, right now with you. So can you see the power in this questioning process? We've made the proposition of taking action on something that formerly freaked us out seem safe. It's an easy yes now. To not take action would mean risking the reward. Just two questions and we have created the right environment to take confident action. Kind of miraculous, right? I think so. And here's the beauty of this process. It's simple, it's quick, and you can use it with any decision that's weighing on you. So I really hope you give this process a try, and I would love to know what you think about it. And remember, if you want to get the inside scoop on my history, check out the show notes for the link to get the 10 things I've been too embarrassed to share publicly. When you do that, I'm also going to send along the process that saved me from believing that my flaws, failures, family defined me. Consider it a kind of mindset 101. If you've ever thought and coulda, shoulda, woulda terms, you're definitely going to want to get your hands on it. So as always, feedback is welcome and I will be back next week with another episode because baby, Declutter by Design has been rebooted and I'm here to share with you and I hope hear from you. So don't be shy.